Good morning, everyone. This is Judith Echo. You're listening to Mad Love. It's a nice, brisk fall morning, even though it's not fall yet here in St. Louis. Uh, this weather is spectacular. I mean, this is really what you uh, never really see here anymore. I, I would have to say for the last couple of years, I don't believe we've even had a fall. So this is nice. So anyway, I was just thinking about expectations. You know, I think expectations have uh, helped and hindered many a person in this life. I'm thinking of someone in particular who got a job, and I'm not sure it was the job they thought it was going to be, and they seem pretty disenchanted by it. And I wonder how often that happens to people, how often you think you want something because you expect that it's going to be awesome and amazing and the thing you want. And then when you get it, it's awful. Like, I think that probably happens to more people than we think. You know, it's like, I can't wait to date this person. And you date them and they're awful. Or you get your dream job or your dream salary, but you hate the job because it's terrible. I don't know. I think it happens all the time. It hasn't really happened to me yet. There are very few things that I experienced that I wanted and they were terrible. You know what I mean? Like I consciously wanted something and then it just was like awful. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything. But I'm still super excited for the uh, Emmy wins for Abbott Elementary Quinta Brunson, uh, she won, is it, I think it's Quinta, no, it's Quinta, because it's Spanish, because she's the fifth child, I'm happy for her, she won a Emmy for writing, and an outstanding uh, comedy series, that's fantastic, and then of course Cheryl Lee Ralph, that was huge, I'm very, very proud of her for that, um, yeah, it's just a good time for creatives, I think. Uh, and I know people are going to be like, oh, yeah, not a lot of people, not a lot of people of color win. Not only do not a lot of people of color win Emmys for for those categories, you know, especially writing, but not a lot of women, period. So that makes me think of this uh, coworker I have who is a wonderful person, but we cannot have a conversation where she does not somehow twisted into being about racism. She sees racism everywhere. And the only problem I have with that is racism is just code for victimhood. And it's not, everything's not racist. Everybody who uh, has an issue or doesn't get along or has some problems with another person, it's not always racism. Sometimes people are just horrible people. And you happen to be the person they would be being horrible to. And you may be black or Asian or Hispanic. You don't, I, it's not everywhere. I was watching this show on Dr. Phil uh, yesterday while I was working. And this dude was super drunk raging on, age, on Asians. But I have a feeling that if he had pulled up in the drive-thru and the people in front of him happened to be black, he would have been raging at them too. Like he's just, there's just something wrong with some people. And that's not to diminish their experience. It was obviously traumatic and horrible. 
but most most real racist hate incidents are but back to this person she literally will contort herself into any direction she has to to somehow link every topic to 400 years of oppression and racism and her thing is well i'm not going to pretend it doesn't exist and i'm like well you're talking to me i know it exists but it's not everywhere and it's not all topics plus i think uh she's part of that generation that all they do is come up with these you know hashtags i'm like you got all the hashtags and all the sayings and stuff but what are y'all doing what are you personally doing about racism besides complaining about it? That's not a solution. How does that help anybody? That's like the person who stands on the side telling you you missed the spot all the time. How is that helpful? You know, the first couple of times, like, thanks. You know, I want it to look good, but then all they do is stand on the side and tell you all the stuff you're doing wrong. That's not helpful, and it's not a solution. So, and I just finally was like, you need to stop. Your whole thing is complaining and you have absolutely no solutions. You're not offering any suggestions. You're not trying to make it better. You know, what are you going to do about it? And I think a lot of people think that's activism, but that's not, that's just complaining. That's complainingism, and we have more than enough of that. So you're not really making change if you're not doing shit. That's my point. So and she's a wonderful human being, and I don't have any issue with her as a person. I just don't understand this obsession with victimhood, because when you do that, that's all you're doing is pointing out how ineffective and how powerless you feel because racism is so horrible. And I'm not saying racism, sexism, classism, they're all horrible. But complaining about it is not the solution. That's not how you fix it. So that's really all I had today. Again, you have to wonder what people's expectations are. And, you know, I think expectations have let a few people down a path they didn't want to be on. And then you also have to wonder how you can fix things, not just complain about them. You know? That makes you an activist for real when you come up with an active solution. All right. That's it. Talk soon.